0: Hello, listeners. This is Audio Face, a podcast all about story. In today's two part episode, I have the privilege of interviewing my wonderful friend and Emmy Award winning producer, Ken Fay. Passionate about the narrative, Ken is a visual storyteller at heart. He has extensive experience in media as a writer, director, producer, and production manager. He brings a wealth of experience in creating original content and has a proven track record of successfully coaching individuals businesses, nonprofits, and organizations in developing campaigns to boost market share, help brands find their voice and increase their viewership. In today's episode, Ken shares how he got started into the world of visual storytelling as well as his perspective on why the ability to tell a great story is so powerful. Now without any further ado, let's get started. Well, I've got Emmy Award-winning producer Ken Faye here. Like as I've already said, he's a really good friend of mine. We've known each other for how long? Has it been three years, four years?
1: Oh, I'm going to say at least at least three years.
0: Three years? Yeah. Sheesh, seems like longer. Going on four, but it seems like much yeah. longer. Three going on like twelve. Yeah, something like that. As this is a podcast on story, Ken, why don't you tell me yours, Caleb? Thanks.
1: I uh, really appreciate being here um, with you. It's a joy to to chat with you today, and you know, story is. Man, that is the heart center of everything, isn't it? I mean, story is the thing, right? So everything that we love to see, everything that we want to see again, it all has to do with that story. So a story, what's my story? Great question. I would say my story begins on a long summer day, um, on a very hot summer day. I remember that for sure. Way back in the day when uh, my brother and I had a VHS recorder Uh and we decided that we wanted to redo Robin Hood. In the backyard, and <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, no small task, right?
0: Um, so we decided <laughs> which which version of Robin Hood are we talking? Just the general
1: version, just you the know, general the classic, okay. Got it. yeah, Got it. the written word, you know, turn that into something because no one's ever done Robin Hood before. You no, know, we're just kids, right? I mean, so yeah. we decided uh, over peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that we would write on the back of a napkin a script that would essentially have all the earmarks of what Robin Hood was. What's what's the character of Robin Hood? What what is it all about and who are these merry men and what is that sheriff doing anyway? So we decided to recreate Robin hood, uh, using a VHS camera. I remember using a, uh, not to date myself too much, but I remember using <laughs> this, a, a Walkman. Uh, so oh, wow. yeah. Right. With a soundtrack on it. And I put the, uh, I put the earphones over the, <laughs> the microphone of the camera and that was our soundtrack live. Yeah. that's It awesome. pause and play and the whole thing. And you know, this is way before, you know, we really even know what we were doing. We're just, we're just having a good time. Anyway, we, so we spent the entire day, the entire day. We spent redoing scenes from Robin Hood. Um, everything from, you know, the scenes of introducing Robin to the sheriff. Of course, we only had two people to play all the parts. So we quickly learned how to turn that camera at different angles and grab different shots <laughs> and, and grab parts and pieces of shots and create something uh, that could tell a story. And uh, we got done with it that day. And we said, man, we are mighty proud of this thing. We, you know, we show the parents that night and they watch it and, you know, they love it because they're parents. Right. So they right. It. And, uh, and as always, it. We, we can do this better. We can do this better. So what do we do the next day? Absolutely. We get out there again with our costumes and our our camera and our audio equipment. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now we got another friend pulled into the gig. And uh, pretty soon the entire neighborhood kids are watching us. They're all watching us make this Robin Hood movie in the backyard and they all want to play parts and they want to be a part of the story. And that's where it starts to dawn on me as a storyteller. Oh, there it is. Yeah. People want to be a part of the story. Right. And they want to, it's something familiar. It's something fun. It's something that just energizes you and you want to be a part of it. And that became, that became our summer. We ended up doing the rest of the summer doing little vignettes, little scenes, movies, you name it, made up our own stuff of things and places. And we imagined that we were, you know, knights on the Serengeti or we were on the moon or we were superheroes, whatever it was, we created story and uh, we told those stories and I still have copies of them somewhere. Uh, But that led me into the love of storytelling and, and the power of a story, especially when you're watching your audience, watch your story, right? I mean, you've been through that to yourself, Caleb, where you get done with a story. People will watch that story and you're getting their reaction. That kind of yeah. closes the loop for you, right? For <laughs> storyteller. Yeah. Are they excited? Are they crying? Are they happy? Are they laughing? Are
0: they just reading they... the way I wanted it to? Or are people responding at the right times with the right emotion? <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and you learn from that. And it, it's also very satisfying to say, I was able to do something, create something that out of out of what seems like nothing, but create something with the tools around me and the talent I have with the talents of others and come together to create something that means something for someone. And those are the best kinds of stories to tell, right? I mean, yeah. my my work over the years has taken me from doing the Robin Hood in the backyard scenarios to broadcast television to film to uh commercials to corporates to you know you name it essentially I've had a part in it as a writer director or producer for for all of those things at different levels of different you know big dollars and small dollars and startup companies and giant corporations and and every part of it it's the story is the center and so I very much appreciate that about story so when I watch. Movies or television or anything now, or hear someone else's story. I'm looking for that heart center. What is it that's moving my heart? What is it that's that's changing for me um, as mm-hmm. I read this story or have this have these emotions? Am I am I reliving a story through someone else's eyes? If I have I put down all of my barriers to really become a part of that story. And I think that that's the magic of a storyteller, right? That's the power we have. And it's a responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. We have a responsibility
0: be honest with our storytelling yeah yeah
1: and and to realize that it has there is something else on the other side of telling that story um you know and and we have a responsibility in that way i always feel like we do to to do the to do the right thing to tell the right story to tell it accurately and to and to uh infuse in it those elements that will keep people engaged but yet um aware that they're in a story or they're watching a story so it, it's it's something that you want people to get lost in but at the same time you want that the story to do something for them like it, i'd love people to walk away from stories i've created to feel like they're empowered or mm. they're not forgotten or they can do this or there's hope or you know those are all those are all story arcs right and you know to infuse that into your storytelling um, goes a long way you know we can yeah
0: Yeah. i mean you're you're talking about how a story can be like a force for change like how is it like if we can break that apart a little bit how is story a force for change how does story have a role in creating change yeah
1: yeah great question again yeah so you know listen i i've always broken stories down into the three essential parts of it there's a setup there's a turn and there's a transformation and if you can set up a story and the setup, is, the setup is everything, right? It's the people, the places, the faces, the spaces, right? You set up the story so that your audience can then engage with that story, right? They understand the characters, the development. They see where they are. They see what's happening. They see what the narrative is starting to become, right? That's the setup. Then there's a moment in the story where you have a turn. Now the audience has followed your setup, right? Now there's a turn in that story, whatever that is. But it's a turn in your audience as well. Where they're like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming," or "Oh, wow, that really affects me at this level," or "Oh my goodness, I hope that person, I hope this is going to be okay." You know, whatever the turn is, there's a moment where your audience has grabbed on and embraced your setup. Now they have this turning moment that they watch your story. Yeah, right. And now there's becomes this transformative moment, transformation in your narrative arc, where that now they're transformed. They come away from the story saying. Oh, whew, yes. Awesome. I, I, you know, that I'm so glad for that individual or that person or this or this situation, or they'll say, yeah, the hero always wins. That's right. Or they'll say, yeah, you know, life isn't fair, but man, people overcome great odds. And I'm inspired by what I just saw, whatever mm-hmm. that transformative thing is, this in the transformation is where you can make change, right? Because if you heart center your storytelling, you're, you're there. You're there with someone, they're there with you, and they're there with your character. If that character is a real life person, you know, I've done a lot of documentary work. If that person's for real, then they're sitting right next to that person and they're feeling their pain or they're feeling their exuberation, you know, their exhilaration, they're feeling that. And so you can have your audience be right there with them, right? That's like the the other character in your story is your audience.
0: It's very much a social experience. It, it,
1: yes, yes. If it's done right, it can be absolutely. And so, if you can tell these stories and you can make a positive change, right? I mean, we've seen that happen time and time again. You know, you know, people automatically may think of a documentary, right, or a social commentary. But you know, there's there's changes that happen in, in our world when we think about storytelling. Um, you know, just just generally speaking, there's there's times where Westerns were the big deal, right? There's right. times where sci-fi was the thing, or the superheroes, right? Have just become the thing. And why is that? What is it about our our psyche? That how do
0: we, we go through these changes of
1: yeah, like, these heroes and yeah. these communities and these conversations? What is it about that? And so that's a deeper message.
0: And it really feels like we're entering into a new phase right now, too, especially with the way things are going. So it's interesting to to be aware of that and how how that is changing. And what causes those changes as well. Right. And whether you choose to be a part of that story or to just sit back and listen.
1: <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you do both, right? I mean, we all can't be the main actor. None of us are really, yeah. or, you know, we try to, you know, we, sometimes we have to uh, be a supporting character, right? We all have to support. So I feel like <laughs> we all have to support one another. We're all supporting characters in each other's lives. And we play, a we play the central role in our own life. Yes. We can give supporting care to others and their story, and I find that that those real relationships that you can build from there, um, it does change the needle. It, it moves things. It 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 creates a community. It creates a a place to then have a conversation from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I would say, you know, in my own my own story, going back to that piece, you know, you know, as I said, I started with that Robin Hood in the backyard, and I saw those kids faces and how, how they were so engaged in what we were doing. And then I see myself at the Emmys and I see that audience of professionals engaged in what was created. And it's, it's, it's almost like nothing really changed and everything changed at the same time. It's just grabbing on that story, telling that story. And, you know, in my case, it was a documentary that I did that, was a very heartfelt documentary about healing in the community that was shattered by violence. And so uh, to dive into that story was very personal. It's one of the hardest stories I've ever had to tell because I'm from that very same community. And so to dig into my own story, as I was living the story
0: to be on the outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. On the outside and the inside. And then to tell that story from the inside, but yet do it from the outside. Right. So you got to really, it really was a, a, a thing. It really was a, a dedicated endeavor to tell a story like that, to get that story out there and to, to do it for the reasons that it was told and yeah. to stay with that, to stay with that um, so that there would be some sort of a sense of understanding or change or, you know, uh, to, to, and to remember those things that we lost, to remember those that were taken from us when we made the story, right? The reasons why we were even there and um, to honor yeah. their memory. And then also to tell that story in a way that was impactful and healing and could be watched by a general audience. And then to, and then my goodness, right, to gain recognition from that was mind bending to end up at a place where there I was with other people. and
0: Well, so not just other people. You went from sitting next to your parents and friends on the couch watching your Robin video to who were you uh, sharing a table with at the Emmys? (laughs) Leonard Nimoy there it is
1: yeah, yeah 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 so that that that's incredible to me that's incredible to be in the same room with 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 him and and so many other people in our industry was just incredible and as a giant sci-fi fan i have to say mm-hmm. uh <laughs> that was also just a huge blessing and, and just so much fun to yeah. to be there um and to, to be <laughs> part of that for him to be part of that audience was just incredible to me so it's yeah. just it's one of those things where your story is continually being told uh we all have a story to tell we tell it every day we get up <laughs> and we continue it and we even when we're asleep we're telling our own story in our dreams right so mm. we're constantly on the move we constantly have the ability to to tell a story and and everyone's has a voice that needs to be heard and uh you know, it's finding the right way to tell that story to be heard, and it's taking into account a lot of things, Caleb, that you already know. You know, you gotta, and your audience as well. You know, you have to take into account the the technologies we have in which to tell a story, the the ways of telling a story, uh, keeping that center stage, uh, being organized to tell your story. I mean, a lot of what we do is in the media, media arts, right? So it's visual. But right. even your podcast, though, Caleb, you're 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 telling a story. You're getting a story out there and you're you're the you are the storyteller as much as I'm talking. <laughs> you're, the <storyteller, laughs> right? you're the one pulling in. And, hey, I'm going to sit down with this guy. So <laughs>
0: you're the reason people are
1: listening. I think people, you know, I'm not going to speak for everybody out there listening, but people are listening because there's a story, <laughs> you yeah. know, and they have one, too. And I just like to say to your audience right now, you have a story to tell be empowered to tell that story. Be creative. Do what you're called to do. It's a gift. Go tell that story. You know? Yeah.
0: We're talking about telling other people's stories and and that there's always a story to tell, but also we we hope that we are striving to live our lives that once we're gone, we've lived a life worth telling as well.
1: Absolutely. That,
0: Obviously, we're not striving to live a life where somebody was like, oh, you know what? That would make a great movie or a great documentary. <laughs> we want to just be the best people that we can. But also, you know, it's usually those people who make an impact on somebody else's life. Inevitably, that that life lives on through, you know, the memories and thoughts of, of others. And to go, go back. back to the very first, you know, form of history. And that's just word of mouth and sharing uh, someone's own personal experience right through to the family just sitting around the fire you know, like retelling their stories from from the past and right until it eventually gets written down
1: yeah yeah i mean how many family stories does everyone have out there that that story's always always told at thanksgiving or a holiday <laughs> you know
0: where <laughs> much you know, to you the chagrin of everyone to. there yeah of
1: <laughs> course and it could be yes. someone that's no longer with us you know
0: those are the best
1: Those are the stories and that's what keeps that memory going and stories live in our hearts, right? That's heart centered, but stories do live in our hearts and minds and, uh, you know, the the things we read, the things we see, we, you know, we also have to be careful about what we take into our hearts and minds (laughs) because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of screaming out there. So it really depends on who you are and what you're into and, and how that works for you. But, you know, it's just, it's just the idea that yeah, stories live on. And, uh, tell your story well, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's amazing how people there's a shared human experience, right. And we've all just experienced that a lot of us right here with COVID, the pandemic, right. Mm -hmm. There's a shared human experience that we've all been through, you know, and here we are, uh, post pandemic or in this time, I should say. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I mean, we're all still figuring it out. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but we're sharing that human experience together. So, you know, we we all we all want to go home at the end of the day. We all wanna have, you know, our families be happy. We all wanna be, you know, do good work and you know, and be able to go to a home and you know, do something good in this world, you know, I think generally speaking, you know, and uh yeah. I might be an idealist that way, but you know, that's just you know, in my course of life, you know, it just came around to be like that for me. So yeah. We're all just traveling through, you know.
0: Personally having shared an office with you and being able to hear all of your stories know that you know you've chosen to have this perspective on life and sometimes that's what you have to do is choose how to respond to what's going on
1: right right You I mean so you're, again you're writing your narrative right and, and, and it's, it's got it's influenced by your setting and that, and what's around you and your means and your people and whoever and whatever's happening in the world can certainly impact your story, man. Right. It's just you as the main character, what do you do with that? What do you do with those circumstances, those people, those conversations? Um, So I try to incorporate that into my storytelling as a professional, um, whether it's a commercial I'm working on or a corporate video or a film, I try to incorporate that into that storytelling. And when I mentor other folks working on those things. Again, you know, as I consult, I try to just instill in them to find out with their voices, where's their center? Who is their audience? Just define your audience. Just define your, your messaging center. Let's define those things, right? And then let's refine them and let's redefine them for yourself so that you have it out there. I mean, there's so many people I've talked with over my time of mentoring and consulting have been, they didn't realize what they, what came back at them. They're like, wow, I didn't, this is so cool we're we do this (laughs) right and it's just a matter of saying well here's your story this is what i've heard you tell me and i'm reflecting back to you your story and i'm just doing it in a visual way right and they'll be like that's cool that's us i'm like yes you are cool that is you you have a voice right and so uh that's always very you know very encouraging uh, to me and inspiring you know i'm inspired by the people's stories i get to tell it's an honor to tell people stories, uh, corporate or otherwise. It's an honor. And so to be in that place, you know, again, for me, it's a lot of responsibility, but it's also a place that you wouldn't want to be like any other.
0: Thank you for joining us for the first part of a two-part interview with Emmy award-winning producer, Ken Fei. Make sure to join us next Monday for the intriguing conclusion to today's episode. If you'd like to reach out to Ken, you can find his info in the episode description. And by clicking the follow button, it's you as a listener reaching out to us and saying, hey, we like what you're doing. Plus, it helps the channel, and we really appreciate that. Make sure to hit the bell icon to be notified of new releases every Monday. Also, join our Instagram community at Podcast to get notified of upcoming releases, as well as access to bonus content. You're listening to AudioFace on Spotify.